what is going on guys your boy elroy here and welcome back to the your boy elroy mma podcast i'm your host josh Prepigina, and you're with me here for about 25 to 30 minutes where we talk about all things mma and all things that have to do with me because it's my podcast i get to talk about whatever i want but man where did we leave off Last week, uh, I believe, right before fight night. So, obviously, we'll get into fight night later on. But let's talk about this week because it's been a busy one. Um, Best part about this week, hands down. Schedule changed a bit at work, so I don't have to be up as early as I have been getting up for the last month so we rotate on what we call pre-op at my job which is where you come in an hour earlier and you set up the room um so you rotate every few months it's your turn so last month was my turn um from the end of may to the end of june and um yeah crushed it i hate doing it but um gives me some extra hours you know i'm not really that much of a morning person even though i'd much rather work during the day than at night um but yeah so i got to sleep in a bit but it was still busy so i work in the meat industry um so with that we are off on fourth of july which is coming up this upcoming monday so all this week you got to do orders going into the holiday, which is busy because we we do service a lot of restaurants in, you know, the South Carolina beach area. I think it's uh, Hilton Head, like that side of town in South Carolina. And, um, yeah, just a ton of different restaurants, you know, by lakes, by beaches, which are all going to be busy. So they're ordering a ton of stuff. Then you have to make sure you're covering monday's orders like people who are because there are people who are going to be at the job just not us and then you want to cover some of tuesday and wednesday that way you don't get just demolished those days so all this week it's just been a never-ending cycle um monday went in at six left at six tuesday went in at six Left at 6.45. Uh, Wednesday, went in at 6. Left at like 4.30-ish. And then today, I left at 4. So, pretty busy. You know, basically 10 to 12 plus hour days every day. And um, just getting it done, man. Uh, So, Monday, like I said, got out of work. It was like 5 or 5.30. Get home. It's 6. Uh, kiss my wife, kiss my daughter. She's excited to see me. Uh, so, like, I have to, like, entertain her for a little bit before I'm like, yo, I gotta take a bath, baby. Puppy's gotta go. So, um, like I said, I entertain her. And then jump in the shower and shoot to church. Because Mondays, every Monday, is... Uh, night of prayer at church so 
I guess you could say I'm like hosting it. Really, I just like to say that I'm I'm opening the church. Uh, so get there. Uh, it rained, so like people didn't want to drive. So I got there like two or three minutes late, which I never I never do when it comes to uh, prayer nights. But you know, it's just out of my control. So get there, open the church, hit the music, enjoy a nice hour with the Lord in His house. Um, then I get to run back home. Lay next to my wife, hug her, turn around, <laughs> fall asleep instantly. Back up to go to work, get crushed, leave work after 6.30. So that's over 12 hours right there. As soon as I get home, shower, and, uh, you know, put my kid to bed. And I lay down with all intentions of, like, enjoying some time with my wife, maybe talking to her, you know, just trying to chop it up. I fell asleep. It was, uh, like, 7.30. This all happened within the hour. Like, leave work, get home, take a shower, put the baby to bed, fall asleep. Before, excuse me, before 8 o'clock, which is insane. My dad called me at, like, 9 I was already down for the count. Um, woke up, I think, one thirty. Like shook. Like what time is it? What time is it? Like terrified. But um, yeah. Then Wednesday, just just a busy day at work. Get out of work around four thirty, and um, I had to go to church because. We were practicing for Sunday because I decided a long time ago I told my brother that I would play on 4th of July weekend because a drummer would be out. I haven't played drums since like 2013. That's almost 10 years now, which is crazy to say out loud, but um... But it's been almost 10 years. I've definitely lost a step. And the music has progressed as well. So, like, when I was playing, I was at, like, this, you know, my dad's church. It was a Pentecostal church. We sung a lot of, like, you know, all the music that we played was, like, very linear. Like... Verse, bridge, chorus, verse, two, chorus, bridge. You know what I mean? Like, vamp. It was it was all straightforward. You know, not too many time changes, nothing like that. But the music now, pfft, I'm not cut for it. And I'm playing with a click track, so it's like in my ear the whole time. It's it's pretty rough. Um, safe to say, I didn't play much. I was more just trying to get my bearings, trying to figure out, okay, this song goes like this. So what do I do here? I can't really hear the singers. Um, all I hear in my ear is that. And it is, uh, it's hard. Um, honestly, haven't figured out if I'm going to go through with it. All depends on, you know, tomorrow or tonight. 
being Friday night when you guys are listening to this. Uh, if I go there and I play and I feel comfortable playing these certain songs, then I will uh, play. But if I don't feel comfortable, I don't. I feel like a bad musician can <laughs> ruin, you know, a service and, and a moment. So I don't want to impede on the presence of the Lord with my awful drumming. So time will tell and I will give you an update next week on whether I went through with playing on a Sunday or not. That leads to today. Uh, still super busy, but it was the earliest we got out, which was like 4 o'clock. And um, I got home. I cooked. My wife and I both ate like on the way home so I just like made some stuff for us to eat for lunch I made like homemade mashed potatoes and uh and a small steak ribeye uh spinellus which is like the most tender it's the best piece of the ribeye number one it's the cap uh the scientific name and the actual name for it is spinellus but you can call it cap um ribeye cap preferably it's super tender, super easy to cook because it's really thin. Um, but these pieces were pretty, pretty meaty. So I just like let them sit on the pan about, you know, six minutes aside. Cut them into pieces, nice and pink in the middle um, with a nice crust. And like I said, just some homemade mashed potatoes. <gasps> Excuse me. Because I had a few potatoes left over that I had to get rid of. So did that. Then I don't remember. I, I definitely remember telling you guys that I I had gotten a switch for Father's Day. Something that I've wanted for a while. Had one before. Um, but got rid of it. And now I got it back. My wife got it for me for Father's Day. So... On Sunday, I spent the day with the baby after church home, and I fell asleep on the couch for a little bit. She was right in front of me watching Peppa Pig, or no, Sid, the science something. Um, she loves this random show on Amazon, but um, I, I slept for like 25 minutes, and she's like, Poppy, wake up, and I woke up. And she's like, look, Sid, Sid, Sid. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I grab my Switch, and I, I'm playing, like, on the couch. She's like, I want to see, I want to see. And she looks over, and she's, like, asking me all these questions. Like, she doesn't want to play it. She just wants to watch me play it, which is awesome. So when I got home today, um, cooked dinner. Wife got home. Uh, Sadie had chicken nuggets because she's been fiending for chicken nuggets recently so she's like eating her chicken nuggets watching Peppa Pig so after I clean up the kitchen I'm sitting down in our new living room which is phenomenal I gotta tell you about that in a second and um I'm playing my switch and Sadie comes over and she's like I want to see I want to see and she's like cheering me on uh I get a moon and she goes 
We did it. Oh, it's the most adorable thing ever. Um, but back to the living room real quick. So Saturday morning, afternoon-ish. I don't remember. What did I do Saturday morning? I really don't remember. But what I do remember is that went to church, met a guy who has a pickup truck so uh, from the church. So we go to my house, or we go to my buddy Andrew's house. They're moving. He said, hey, you want these couches? I'll sell them to you. I said, perfect. Super steel. Uh big couch, medium sized couch and a low uh the one chair, not a recliner, just a regular chair. Um three pieces, gray, very clean, no rips, tears, major stains, nothing crazy. Um no crazy fuzz or nothing. He wanted 100 bucks. I'm like, "No brainer." So I brought it up to my wife and um sight unseen for her, she agreed. So I get my thing, we go pick him up, drop him off at the house. Uh, I move the current couches out of the living room. That way she could figure it out. So I go help at the church, do the lawn and cleaning up inside. And then I head back home. By now it's after three o'clock. I take the old couches. Excuse me. It is 11 o'clock at night. It's pretty late. I take the old couches, put them in the garage. My wife looks at me and says, maybe I'm crazy, but how do you feel about doing this? So the way my house is set up, we have a sunroom. So when you walk in, stairs are to your left. There's an entry to the what you would call the living room. Uh, if you keep going straight, you kind of walk into like the kitchen area. And then there's a sliding door. And on the side to the left is a sunroom. And that sunroom, since we've moved here in January of last year, that sunroom has been Sadie's playroom. You know, she has a bunch of stuff in there. There's like a little couch. Uh, for us to be able to watch her if she's in her playroom. But she's like, how do you feel about switching the playroom area and the living room? And I'm like, hmm. She's like, oh, well, the, I know that the TV's in the, in that room and we can't really move it. I'm like, well, who cares? We don't need it. We don't need the TV. Like, the living room should be lived in. Like... You, you, we use our living room to entertain. Obviously, we come and we laugh and we all sit down in the living room. So, mind you, it's like 3.30. I've been in the heat all day cutting grass. Excuse me. Moving furniture and all types of craziness. And she's like, let's move some furniture. She tells me, no, we don't have to. And I'm like, no, it's a great idea. Let's do it. Uh, so we start shifting everything over. First problem we run into. And, and the, probably the biggest problem. I'm like, man, we had a bookcase 
next to the fireplace that held the cable box and modem and all that. And what we did was that bookcase, we'd stack books to kind of cover the wires. And it, you know, it it was decent. Now, if you looked hard enough, you could see the disaster. But I think that it was, as I said, decent. Sort of like, dang, what are we going to do with this now? So in Sadie's playroom, she had a eight cube like organizer it's white so we usually put it on its side and my wife puts a bunch of stuff on top to like make it look more appealing so what she did was I was like you know what we're gonna have to stand it up we're gonna have to use one of those baskets and shove all the TV stuff in the basket. That way it's not hanging out or showing. Um, my wife hates the idea. But goes along with it. And in the end. The living room is phenomenal. I can't wait to have people over. And the playroom. Is a good space. Like it makes sense that the TV's in the playroom. Um, now the weird thing is that there's a fireplace there. But hey. We've turned on the fireplace one time, and that was in 2020, or 2021, I'm sorry. We haven't turned it on, you know, any time this year. We tried, but it wasn't working. So besides the fireplace, it's like the perfect space for a playroom. She keeps it really clean. It's a, I think it's a semi-bigger space, so... Like, for it to get messy, she has to purposely be trying to, like, make it look crazy. But she's she's pretty good about it, and I think it looks great. The living room is even better. It's amazing. It's my favorite room in the house. I want to spend so much time in that living room. Uh, my wife has been spending a ton of time in the living room. Whether, you know, I'm at church or work, you know what I mean? Any chance she gets, she's on the couch, you know, with a book or her laptop, just using the living room for what it's intended to live in. So it was it was a great idea. The couches look amazing. She uh, put up some, some art and stuff. So it looks very good. I'm very proud of it. Um, it was a great idea, very original idea from my wife. Something I've been into this week. Let's talk about that. So I've always been very set in my ways when it comes to like grooming or, you know, scents or stuff like that. So I have eczema, so I can't really use scented soap um, as well as I can't really use like shampoo that has like crazy fragrance in it. Um, so I try to keep it pretty clean when it comes to my products. Um, but I've had the urge to try new scents. So I've always been a YSL loam guy, like the original loam, not La Nuit de Loam, like original loam. Uh, it's, I went through two bottles of it. It's like my favorite fragrance, but since the second bottle that I went through, 
I haven't had the chance to get another one. It's been a really long time. Um, but since then, I had subscribed to Scentbird for like two months um, before I was like, you know what? They don't have enough things that I want to try. So I ended up with two fragrances, Light Blue by Dolce & Gabbana, the regular Light Blue, uh, Eau de Parfum, and Cartier. Just Cartier. I don't know anything else about it. Um, they both smelled great. They both ran out on me recently. Um, but in light of me traveling back and forth to my parents, you know, being in that bathroom that was considered mine for so long, there was, you know, my dad would go in there and he'd leave all his products in there. And one thing that was in there that he had stopped using a long time ago was Clinique Happy for Men. Now, my mom always use Clinique Happy, the perfume, like the women's uh, fragrance. So I've always liked the smell of the man, the Happy for Men. So since my dad wasn't using it, I took it, and I've been using the crap out of it. But I'm like, man, I really want to switch it up. So what do you do when you want to get into something and you want to see recommendations or something? You turn to YouTube, and when I tell you I've had this unhealthy obsession with finding the perfect fragrance, oh, it's an issue. So, so first thing I did was kind of clean up my space because my wife had the great idea to keep our fragrances in on top of our own dressers. So I put. You know, my friend, I had Happy for Men. I had the two Scentbird things. Like I said, I've, I just knocked them out. Um, so I get to throw those out. And I was given Polo Black by a buddy of mine a few years back. And it was given to me, like, during a thing, like a... I don't want to say ceremony, that sounds weird, but there was like a like a moment where we were told to like, let's share something so that everybody kind of remembers this time and has some a piece of them to like remember it. It was super like meaningful at the time. Um, I was given the polo black and I was given a Batman hoodie from an old friend of mine. And the significance of that hoodie was, one, this dude loves Batman. And two, he wore the hoodie while his wife gave birth to his daughter. So, like, meant a lot to him. When I first got it, it meant a lot to me. I wore it a lot. Um, I always posted about it something, you know, it was called Un Pacto, which is like a, a treaty. I want to say, or a pact, a pact, <laughs> duh, dummy, so, so the hoodie stays, it's in my closet, but I felt like moving on the pacto, you know what I mean, I wanted to shift one of the packs to somebody else, so if I gave it to somebody, pray over it and say, I hope that this blesses somebody, 
the same way it blessed me at the moment it was given to me. So I did give it to a coworker, um, just on some, you know, like I said, I didn't tell him any of this, but it was more for my peace of mind. I hope this brings this guy some peace and, um, you know, just the good deed, show the good in the world and that he can, you know, be happy about it. So right now, or then, I was down to just happy for men. So I'm scrolling through fragrance. Uh, TikTok at first, and now YouTube, which is highly addictive. And I come across, like, uh, you know, a bunch of lists. Ten cheap fragrances and this and that and that and this. So I start to learn the lingo. And um, I've always knew about this, but I never thought to really, like, take a keen eye because I've always seen the same two fragrances. It's either Davidoff Cool Water or it's Nautica Voyage. Both of those smell amazing. What's the issue? Everybody has them. So I'm like, all right, let me find some stuff. So I stumble across all of these same boxes, um, just different colors from Banana Republic. Come to find out it's a line. I think it's about 19 deep. In fragrances at the moment. But um, the one that I bought. On Father's Day for myself. Was Tonka Bean. Tobacco and Tonka Bean. Now I blind bought it. I wasn't able to smell it at first. But when I sprayed it. I was like oh this is phenomenal. But I can't wear it now. Because it's. Like cold weather fragrance. Like if I wore it now it would be too harsh. So. Sock drawer that did some more research. Come to find out, Banana Republic has a fragrance that's inspired by Creed Aventus. Creed Aventus and most Creed fragrances are like staples in the fragrance community. Just all time greats. Uh, Aventus is sometimes known as the king of you know male fragrance and just a monster so banana republic has one that smells similar to it obviously there's different notes different ingredients so it's not exactly the same but i'm like i want to smell that because if aventus is the king i'm really curious you know what it smells like because i never smelled it I've always seen it, you know, people with money have Creed bottles on their thing. I ain't got it like that. So I was just curious. So um, last weekend, I forgot when it was. I think it was Friday night. Um, My wife and I, we went out with the baby just to get a birthday present for Sadie's friend Ava, um, our friend Ashley's daughter, and... We went to this shopping, like, outdoor, you know, thing. Had a few rack stores and a Target. At the end, there was a Burlington. So I'm looking, you know, I go to Burlington. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Come to find out, there's one bottle of it, like, snuck in the back. So I grab it, pay for it, 20 bucks, open it up right away, spray it. My wife's like, oh, I like that. I'm like, oh, me too. This is amazing. 
So I ended up scooping it, and uh, lately it's been like my, you know, four or five sprays walk right out the door, man. I feel confident in that thing. It's an amazing fragrance, and uh, I'm really looking forward to see how I can build my fragrance choices. You know what I mean? I'm not looking to build a collection. I just, I just want to smell good. Is that too much to ask? I just want to smell good. And my wife loves it, so I'm gonna keep doing it. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna come back to this next week and let's see if there's any new, any new news when it comes to me and fragrances. <laughs> but that's enough about me. Let's talk about the namesake of this podcast, MMA. Last week we had a hell of a run. And it started on Friday night, live from the Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncasville, Connecticut. Bellator 282, Musasi versus Eblin. So at this time, it was like 11 o'clock, you know, 10 o'clock when I turned this on. Perfect timing. I was actually at a Chili's because my wife wanted a molten lava cake and the baby too with ice cream. So we go just to get dessert because it was right outside of the Burlington. And uh, I turn it on. And who's on? None other than the Italian gangster, Danny Sabatello. Uh, We tuned in right on time. Danny Sabatello versus Leandro Higo. I saw all five rounds. I had Danny Sabatello up four to one. By the end of it, I thought it was a really fun co-main event obviously it was grappling heavy uh Danny Sabatello had something ridiculous like 21 takedowns or or just something monstrous like that uh Higo put up a fight uh put up a fight don't remember if it was the first or second round where he got Danny Sabatello's back And uh, Sabatello said it at the end, you know, this was some adversity that I needed, whatever. It was it was a pretty flawless performance from him. I think that he is going to have to keep on working on his game if he expects to do something like that to Rafian Stotts. But um, their interaction was phenomenal. Obviously, Danny Sabatello is amazing on the mic. The uh, listen, if you're listening to this podcast, you already know. Most of this, but like when he came out and he's like thanking the crowd and telling them how much they suck. Oh, this was great. Uh, Rafian Stotts get Rafian Stotts getting into the cage and them having like a face off and Rafian Stotts telling them that he's terrible. This was all the fun in the world. Uh, there's no one more exciting in Bellator right now than Danny Sabatello from a prospect aspect and um yeah just a just a hell of a night for that guy man i cannot wait to see more of him in the main event uh the moose looked to put on his put up his title against the next challenger johnny eblin johnny eblin with the upset the unanimous decision just controlled moose for five rounds was able to grapple him very heavy. 
Um, some exchanges on the feet. I thought Johnny Eblen landed some beautiful shots. It was a uh, a very interesting fight, you know. Johnny Eblen said, like, he was the best middleweight in the world. Immediately walked back his comments on Monday on Ariel's show where he said, well, I'm the best middleweight in Bellator. Like, no duh, dummy. You're the champion. Like, of course you're the best. You're 12-0 right now. You got a long ways to go, but if you keep putting on performances like that, that belt's going to be there a while. Good on you, Johnny Eblen. Curious to see what's next for Gagard Mosasi. Move, uh, and also, the PFL was on, on Friday night, and it was nothing to write home about. So, I honestly don't feel any key to talk about it. But what I do want to talk about is UFC Fight Night, Sarukian versus Gamrot. This was live from the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. And it was just so much fun. Like, such a great card from top to bottom. So let's start at the bottom. Vanessa Demopoulos gets the split decision victory over Jinyu Fry. Brian Kelleher gets submitted in the first round by Mario Batista due to a rear naked choke. Cody Durden sparks JP Bays in the first round by TKO. Sergey Mirazov defeated Haolian Paiva by unanimous decision. Shaolin Nurdenbeck defeated TJ Brown by unanimous decision. Carlos Olberg gets back on the winning track when he defeated Tefan Nanchukwi by TKO in the first round. The action man, Chris Curtis, continues to roll in a phenomenal fight where he defeated Hadolfo Vieta by unanimous decision. Uh, action man defending about 25 takedowns. Uh, you can tell by the end how tired he was of sprawling. Uh, he was just lighting, lighting Hadolfo Vieta's body up with body shots. It was almost hard to watch. Just a phenomenal outing. From Chris Curtis. Umar Namagamedov drops three ten eights on Nate Manus when he defeats him by unanimous decision. Shout out to Umar. He continues to roll. Tiago Moises submits Christos Giagos in the first round by rear naked choke. Tiago Moises, someone that we sleep on still for some reason. Um I guess <laughs> I mean, not I guess. I know that it's because, you know, he's he lost to going up to that. But before that, you know, he was he was ranked, I believe, for a little bit. Um, which is insane. But Tiago Moises, a lot of fun to watch, man. Still super young. Interested to see where he goes. In the co main event, just a wild back and forth. I thought Alan Boudot had Josh Parisian dead to rights. Um, Josh Parisian makes it through the round and then the second round defeats Alan Boudot by TKO. Just insane. 
just a wild, wild fight. Go back and watch how crazy that was in the first round. I don't know what it was. It's Josh Parisian hearts, Josh Parisian's heart, or Alan Boudot has pillow hands. Can't tell. <laughs> Shavkat Rachmanov. Yes, that Shavkat Rachmanov. He came in. And just schooled Neil Magny when he submitted Neil by guillotine choke in the second round. This Shavkat is so much fun to watch. I want to see him against these bigger name guys. I cannot wait to see Shavkat versus Sean Brady for the title. There's just so much to look forward to with Shavkat Rachmanov. And in the main event... What a barn burner if Hamzat versus Gilbert didn't happen this past year. We'd be talking about Matush Gamrot versus Sarukian for fight of the year. This fight was amazing. Definitely a top five fight of the year thus far. Um, super close, like amazing, perfect matchmaking obviously I think it was 12 and 13 those guys are ranked in that lightweight division and me personally I scored the fight for Armand Sarukian but it doesn't matter because it was that great of a fight it was that close of a fight where I almost feel strange saying like I can't believe that I you know thought Armand won this fight just just an insane wild brawl Matush Gamrot has a humongous fight coming up. No matter who it is up there, I think we could see. He called for Gaethje. I think we could possibly see that. I think I want to see hmm, if I had the matchmaking book. I think I would want to do Matuj Gamrot versus Justin Gaethje. And I think I personally... Armand Sarukian versus the winner of Faziv and Dos Anjos. That's a good one. Um, or the loser of that fight. Or he could fight Tony Ferguson. But I don't think the UFC is going to do that. That's like uh, committing murder. And uh, UFC ain't down with that. So that was the UFC from last week. This week... Our friend of the show is back. Yes, as you're listening to this, tune into ESPN Plus where you can see Kayla Harrison take on Caitlin Young. Cannot wait to see Kayla once again. Friend of the show. Obviously, I talk about it all the time. One of the kindest, just gem of a, gem of a human being on social media, which is hard to say. Um, just amazing person online in our private messages she's been super sweet she always laughs at my jokes sorry babe hope you're not hearing this but um we're rooting for you kayla roy mcdonald's back ray cooper the third versus brett cooper magomed magomed karimov versus delano taylor larissa pacheco versus jenna fabian who else is on here Abby Montez, you know how I feel about Abby Montez. Man, she's a beast. She did her 
thing against Clarissa Shields. Came back, lost her first fight back, but still believe in her. She's going against uh, a Russian, which is really hard to pronounce her name, but I'm rooting for Abby Montez. And uh, that's the PFL. A lot of women's fights. Not used to seeing that on the PFL, but I'm excited about it. Any MMA is good MMA when you're a fan like us. But all roads lead to Las Vegas Saturday night from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. UFC 276 when our boy Israel Adesanya takes on Jared Cannoneer. Now, this is such a weird fight because, you know, all fight logic says... Israel Adesanya can pick Jared Cannonier apart from range. But I think Jared Cannonier has grown a ton since the Robert Whitaker fight. And um, it's going to be a long night for Cannonier. Um, I'm rooting for Adesanya. Obviously, he's my favorite fighter in the promotion. I think that he could get it done. I think he might finish Cannonier. Uh, Cannoneer's only path to victory is a finish. Um, but like Israel says, he's prepared to die in there. Uh, it's his belt, his division. Cannot wait to see it. In the co-main event, something that we thought, you know, was so strange to see. Uh, I'm quite excited to see it because it's one of the pound profound best in the world right now. That is Alexander Volkanovsky. He welcomes Max Holloway back to the cage for their third fight. This is going to be insane. Um, Volk has just been on a phenomenal run. Let's look at the resume. Let us look at the resume because what he did was he defeated Chad Men. Or let's start. Let's start at the beginning here. Darren Elkins, Chad Mendes. Jose Aldo, Holloway, Holloway, Ortega, Korean Zombie. Just wild fights, by the way, with a zombie he schooled. Ortega, fight of the year last year. Holloway, both fights super close, and he crushed Jose Aldo. So this is just one of the pound-for-pound best in the world. Against one of the greatest featherweights of all time. Max is talking crap. He's ready to get in there. Man, this is going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal matchup. Moving down the card, Sean Strickland is taking on Alex Pajeda. I 100% believe whoever wins this fight is the next number one contender. We saw a few hours ago, well, I personally saw about an hour ago, Sean Strickland get under Israel Adesanya's skin could have could have kept the politics out with the uh, let's go Brandon not not a fan of that don't care what side you lean on it's damn lame um but as much as I would love to see Sean Strickland get a title shot man this Alex Pajeda guy is just a different animal um, his striking is phenomenal. We've seen his takedown defense. Um, he is just a force, a force to be reckoned with in uh, the cage at the moment. But 
still does have a lot to learn. So we'll see if uh, Sean Strickland can kind of vet on him and uh, just show him what it means to be a true mixed martial artist. It's like he said, like, you know, I might have to wrestle. I might wrestle. So I'm curious to see what he does. We're still on the main card. Robbie Lawler returns against Brian Barberina. Just an old school throw down there. Just Robbie Lawler seems like he's extremely confident. Brian Barberina is always confident and always fun to watch. There's no way this is a bad fight. And then starting off the card, as usual, when he's on, uh, booked on these cards, Sean O'Malley takes on Pedro Munoz. Tough test. Not Cheeto tough, though. I still think Cheeto is the toughest thing that uh, Sean O'Malley has ever faced. But uh, Pedro Munoz is going to bring it to him. Uh, Pedro comes with those heavy leg kicks, so Sean O'Malley is in for a long night if he can't sleep him in one and a half. So I'm interested to see that fight. Uh, let's start at the bottom of the prelims. In the first fight of the night, Jessica Rose Clark takes on Julia Stolyarenko. Jessica I is taking on Macy Barber. How crazy is this? In the middleweight division, Andre Muniz is taking on Uriah Hall. These guys are both ranked. This is the <laughs> bottom. This is the third fight of the night. That shows you how stacked this card is. We stay in that division with Brad Tavares versus Drakus Duplessis. Uh, we'll see how good Drakus really is here because Brad Tavares is kind of a litmus test, if you will. So I'm interested to see what Drakus Duplessis is in. In my lock of the night, Gabe Green against Ian Gary. I think Gabe Green sleeps Ian Gary. I'm not an Ian Gary believer. I just don't see it, um, but, you know, there's still time. There's still time, Ian, where you can prove me wrong, so I'm interested to see if he can, but my lock of the week, Gabe Green sleeps Ian Gary in one and a half. Added to pretty late, Donald Cerrone is back once again. He's taking on Jim Miller for the second time. Uh, I think Jim Miller, if he can smoke Donald Cerrone Jim Miller will get that contract that he's been asking for because I think he's fighting out his deal so this is a tough tough test for Jim Miller he's going to have a lot on his mind and main event in the prelims just a phenomenal fight at 155 the tarantula Jalen Turner is taking on Brad Quake Riddell obviously Jalen is just super tall, probably as tall as Izzy, just 30 pounds lighter and uh, slick everywhere, man. He's got great hands, got great groundwork, and um, I think that that is going to be a sleeper fight right there. Like We could be looking at that as fight of the night. So this card, up and down, any of these could take fight of the night, but I'm looking forward to the main event the most. Obviously, our boy Izzy, it's something special that we're watching. And uh, let's all pray that the train rolls on. But that has been this week's episode of YBE MMA. I am your host, 
Josh Prep Egina. You can find me on all forms of social media over at Preps in One Word. You can find the show on Instagram at YBE MMA Podcast, as well as Teespring, teespring.com slash stores slash YBE MMA Podcast. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Love your mothers. I love you, Mom. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.